Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life, episode 622. We're going to talk today about another monster called, I'll be happy when... And the idea behind this monster is that there are a number of things that have to happen before you get to be happy or enjoy your life or have fun. But he asked me the other day why I'm wearing all these scarves. And if you're listening to the audio, you can't see it. I've got a beautiful scarf the color, with the colors of Hudson's Bay on. I'm recording these in the wintertime here in Edmonton, and it's cold outside. And the house can be warmed up, and I've got a little heater uh, actually a fireplace down here in the basement. I can turn that on. I do some days and some days I don't. But anyway, I'm wearing it because it's winter and because it's a little cold on purpose. Anyway, I'll, I could say I'll be happy when it is warmer. Well, I am looking forward to winter being over. I'll be happy when is a disease in the monster series that is insidious because... We have the idea that happiness depends on external events. So uh, I know you can think of a hundred examples. When I was young, I'll be happy when I get my driver's license when I was a teenager. I'll be happy when the school year's over. I'll be happy when I pass this test. I'll be happy when, you know, I ask somebody to go to the dance and they said yes. I'll be happy when you know, uh, anything, all kinds of reasons why you could say, I'll be happy when, and it would be out there somewhere, right? It's a fallacy, and it's a dangerous and sad fallacy, because here's what it does. It makes you and me believe that happiness is out there somewhere, like it isn't any, anywhere but here, anywhere but now, is the first dangerous thing. And the other thing that it does is it makes it feel like it depends on external events. Now, if you're watching the video here, I'm, I use this uh, background behind me of a party scene, uh, a restaurant, and a lot of people doing some stuff. And I know in the pre-COVID days, this was common. And finally, in some places, getting back to people gathering and so forth. But the idea behind I'll be happy when <clears throat> is the thought that I can't, whatever, I can't have it now. So one of the ways this used to um, stump me was in building business. And this has to do with the work that it takes to build a business. And, and what I would do is I would have this big stack of stuff that I wanted to do. It might be a bunch of podcast episodes or finish a book or finish creating a course or you know, reach a certain income threshold, sign a few more clients or anything, finish some music in the studio over there. Uh, I'm pointing where the recording studio is if you're watching the video. But anyway, and it would always feel like, well, I have to do this, whatever the pile of this is, in order to be that, that happiness, that level of success, 
uh, it'll be okay when that's done. There was a, a significant event in my life that changed that, and that was when I died in the hospital. And then six months later, I went back with emergency back surgery. I, I learned to be happy right then and there in the moment, all the time, every second. And I realized the idea of I'll be happy when is a myth. It's not true. You can be happy right now if you want to. Like, joy is a choice. Happiness is a choice. I can choose to be happy here now in my circumstance. And that's true even if everything isn't like I think I want it. I don't know about you, but I've had often times where I think something's awful. Ah, oh, this shouldn't happen, and that shouldn't happen, and I wish this was different, blah, blah, blah. And then in, a, in an hour or a week or a month or a year, I realized, wow, that was really good that it was that way. I'm glad it wasn't what I wanted. It sure would have been, sure was right. And, you know, we call those, I call that God's playbook or the universe has got my back. Or there's lots of ways to, to describe that. And those are usually experiences of growth. So here's the key principles to getting rid of the I'll be happy when monster. Number one is the premise that it is simply not true. And when we live in that, we're handing our happiness over to this random group of people that are, that's in the picture behind me. I'm handing it over to anybody, somebody out there, externalities. The weather isn't what I want, so I can't be happy. People aren't doing what I want, so I can't be happy. I don't have the car I want, so I can't be happy. Outside things. What that means is you're literally handing control of your life to externalities. Giving it to anybody and anything. Here, you decide whether or not I'm happy. Not me. Now, what a sad abdication. Another version of that is the someday thing. I'll be happy when, you know, this happens and we don't really know when it's going to happen. Like when I retire or when I get a better job or when I get a raise or when I get done being sick. I could have been that way in, in the hospital, but I learned to do something different. Let me tell you what, someday the 21st is never going to come. Someday the 2nd isn't a day on anybody's calendar. I know that sounds silly, but that's what you're saying. You're saying in some unspecified way at a future time, then I get to be happy. Well, what I have noticed, you know, I'm 66. I've got another 66 years to live. I'm going to live till I'm 132. But in the first half of my life, I've noticed that it never works out that way. And I mean never. And I have had many times the things that I wanted to, to happen, they happen. They're right there. And they're just as glorious as I thought. Just as much fun taking that vacation or going to that party or skiing that hill or meeting this person or making that certain amount of money. And then what I notice is it, it doesn't last. It doesn't last. There's a, there's a euphoric rush, kind of like, you know, drinking or when I had trouble with cocaine. There's a euphoric rush for a minute or an hour even whether it's an artificial substance or artificial happiness that's provided by money or an accolade, <clears throat> you give a great talk, you get a standing ovation. I had that happen. I gave a talk in front of a group of about 50, and I got done, and it was a powerful talk and everything, but it wasn't really a, 
situation where I expected anyone to clap. It was moving and it was powerful. And when I got done, I was surprised. Every single person exploded to their feet in a roaring standing ovation. And there were tears and, you know, just an explosion of appreciation. And it felt so good, especially because it was completely unexpected. It was in a, a mastermind I belonged to, and I'd seen a lot of people talk, and it had never happened before. Never. It was explosive. And that was really fun, and it went away. An hour or two later, it was still warm and fuzzy, but it, those kinds of things disappear because they're outside of you. Now, I heard somebody say once, you can never get enough of what you don't need because what you don't need won't satisfy you. Now, that's a perfect example. That was beautiful. It was acknowledging. It was powerful. It was joyful. It was unexpected. But I didn't need to have that to live. And consequently, it, the, the joy and fun of it evaporated over an hour and certainly over a day. So the idea that we require externalities to be happy is simply false. And when I was playing the do this to be that or do this to have that game, that was a never-ending bottomless pit. There was a time in my career when I made enough money that all of my bad habits, you know, many, many thousands and tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars wasted on silly things, they, then they didn't make me happy. Momentary tickets to this and these kinds of substances and whatever, it, it just wasn't happy. If it was, it was a few minutes, and then it needed more and more and more and more and different and what's next and next and next. So I'll be happy when is a myth. Now, if, you don't, if you're not convinced yet, I can't convince you. Here's what you can do instead. What is, answer this question, what's preventing you from being happy right now? Like, what makes you unhappy? You're choosing it. You might argue with me. Well, my bank account's empty. Why does that force you to be unhappy? I just had a coaching call this very morning with someone, and they were talking about cash in their business. And they started the call with a concern. They weren't crying or miserable, but they were concerned. We went through all of the options and all of the things they could do, and we mapped out the next 90 days. And when we got done, they were excited, and they were hopeful, and they were positive. And we didn't do anything. We didn't generate a single nickel. We didn't suddenly find a missing check, gold mine, or a sudden inheritance. It was all outlook. It was all a choice about how to look at the situation. So I, I would invite you to do the following. If you want to, if you find yourself <clears throat> living in the I'll be happy when rhythm, number one, you're normal. A lot of people do it, and they do it so much that it prevents them from enjoying a lot of happiness that they could have in life. They go through life uh, uh, always waiting for that thing. So number one, notice. Notice if you're doing that. Are you living in the I'll be happy when anathema fog? And if you are, no harm, no foul, just notice. The, the first thing to do is say, I'm done living here. <clears throat> That declaration won't change any of your circumstances. It won't provide more money, suddenly create health, fix a relationship, or do anything else. But it will be a stake in the sand that says, I finished. 
I have lived here. I have allowed these things to control my mood, attitude, and feelings, and I'm done. Okay, good. Then ask yourself this question. Pretend for a moment that no matter what's going on wrong, you, you chose to be happy right now. You chose to love whatever that limitation is that you now claim is making you miserable. What if you chose to love it? What if you chose to just be happy, glorious right now? What would you do if you were happy right now? That's a really important observation. So if you find yourself in the I'll be happy when game, switch. I, I will be happy now. Instead of I'll be happy when, I'll be happy now is the statement. And then say, since I'm happy, what would I do? Here's what I notice doing that. Number one, your creativity goes way up. So when we did that in the coaching call, all of a sudden, all these ideas came in our conversation about ways to change things, opportunities to earn money and opportunities to change the shape and organize things in a different way to eliminate the feeling of, oh, dear, that showed up right away just because we chose to look at it positively. So uh, choose to choose to be happy. Now, this is going to take some work because if You've been living in the I'm not happy, I'm not happy mode. Waving a wand isn't going to get rid of the habit. The way you get rid of a habit is to first notice it. And second, make a new choice right then and keep making it. So, for example, there are people who use stop words. I used to say the word, you know, all the time. Da-da-da, you know, da-da-da, you know. I don't anymore. To get rid of it, I simply started noticing. And then when I intended to notice, every time I said it, I heard it. And the more I noticed it, the more I heard it. And then suddenly I started noticing right before I was going to say it. And I started eliminating them a little at a time. And in a few days, I was done. You can do that with being happy. You can choose to be joyful today. And that doesn't mean you're not looking forward to those events or trying to create those things you want. But don't hang your happiness on them. And here's what I can promise you. One, you can be happy right now. And two, you're more likely to create those events. Now, how can just being happy help you create those events? When we are happy, we attract more resources. We attract more friends. We attract more opportunity. We are more creative. We see things we otherwise wouldn't have seen. If you want more prosperity and joy, in your life. Choose to be happy. Start every day with joy. Now, one of the things I do is I have a morning ritual. I've talked about that on many other lessons and episodes. It's long, two and a half, three hours. Why do I do that? Because part of it is choosing to be happy and joyful, no matter what's on my calendar. I'm happy. I'm going to happily do each of those things, whether they're my favorite things or not. doesn't matter. What happens when I do that is more opportunities come Each thing I do comes out better. Hear me, better, which means I make more money. I close more business deals. I feel better. The people I'm talking to feel better. There's something about positive energy. And we've got the myth that it's only reserved for those things out there when those successes show up, and that's not true. You can have it today. It's yours for the taking. No one can make you not be happy. In the book, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, he talks about life in concentration camps during World War II. And even in that 
most terrible of all situations. There were people who got up, went around, and cheered everybody up, even though they were in the same situation. They simply chose to do that. So even in that <clears throat> terrifying of a situation, you have a choice. I urge you, I invite you to end this, I'll be happy when. Choose to be happy now. Notice how you're being. Choose something else and watch the changes take place. You feel better, you're more creative, and you attract more love, success, and power in your life. I know it. I've seen it. I've created it myself. I know that if you grab onto this idea and start right this minute, instead of making an excuse about why you can't, you can create more powerfully and more quickly than you can imagine your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.